Good morning and happy Sunday to each one of the family of Bible Center Church. Uh, today, as we are coming to you with the Word of God, uh, my subject matter is the light of hope. But before I get into that, I want to express how Jan and I miss our getting together times. But by God's grace and God's mercy, you know, this uh, too shall pass and uh, uh, we shall again come together to worship the Most High God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As we, and even the whole world, is sailing in uncharted waters, we focus today upon the promises that God has given in his word that inform us about the here and now. According to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 through 5, it says that we have been birthed into a living hope. Reading it, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. An inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. When you're birthed into something, you're birthed into something that has potential. There's a DNA that is incorporated into our new birth, and it's called a living hope. A living hope that is the vaccine for all of life's challenges. It is the fuel for living, for where there's hope, there's life, and there's also dreams. A living hope that is for the here and now, and not just the future. For as Christians, we don't simply wait for the future, we live into the future. This kind of hope that I'm talking about is more than simply last things, but promises that inform our lives in the here and now. A people of hope, we do not live blind to the present, but it's the kind of hope that opens our eyes to what God is doing now. Living from this hope, the power, the presence of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. A living hope that is in reality a heavenly forecast. A hope that summons us to respond to life based upon the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. A posture of this hope in which we both remember and we anticipate. We remember the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and we anticipate the grace that's at the table of our Lord. A hope that is anchored and secured in Jesus a hope that guarantees our safety in all circumstances. A living hope 
It's more than just a sense of optimism. No, it is a strong sense of certainty, certainty of what is coming based upon what God has promised. Living hope is the eager, confident expectation. It's not only living, but lively, energizing, alive, and active in the soul. According to Paul's writings in Romans chapter 15, how we believe affects the aliveness of the hope in you. For he says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hope is imperative. It is necessary. For if the light of hope goes out, life shrinks to just mere existence. The dreams are gone and life becomes far less than what it was meant to be. The strength of our hope is determined by the source of our hope. And this living hope originates from the living, resurrected Savior. Living hope is anchored in what Christ has done in the past. It continues in the present because Jesus is alive and it endures throughout the future. It not only points us to a brighter tomorrow, but this hope also affects how we live today. It helps us to live without despair when we encounter trials and sufferings in this present life. It makes it possible for us to celebrate even in the shadows of that which seems to be death. Because Psalms 23 says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. What an amazing promise from the Lord. I believe it's time to pour hope on the altar of our heart and then begin to fuel that hope with, the, with greatness. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, Therefore do not lose heart, or do not lose hope, for though the outward man is perishing, the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light afflictions, which is but for the moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. It's how we see things. It's what we look at that begin to affect the outcome in the living in our lives. This living hope is so powerful that it lights our way even in the storms of the sea. Yes, we can exchange the fragile hope that comes by just what we see to the unshakable hope that comes by him who is invisible and the promises of God's word which uphold all things. The beauty of this hope 
It is an anchor. It has a divine connection. As according to Hebrews chapter 6, it goes behind the veil in the presence of the Almighty God. A hope that has an inheritance, a hope that is death-proof, age-proof, and fail-proof. A hope that quickens our minds and souls and changes our thoughts and words and actions. Yes, we can cling to this living hope, whatever the circumstances. Even though things like health, finances, influence and friendships, security, and other things may provide a way of hope, all of those are just a flickering candle that in a given wind or mo moment, it easily is blown out. The Bible says that there are enemies of hope. One of those, or some of those are doubt and trials and fear. Job said this, 19 and 10, my hope is uprooted as he faced some amazing, you know, challenges and trials in his life. Hope was being uprooted in his life. But I encourage you and myself today, let us not give the enemy a seat at our table of life. This hope is not just wishful thinking, but it's Bible thinking. It says in Romans chapter 4 that there is a hope that is against hope. Yes, a hope that is not just a light at the end of the tunnel, but it's a light in the tunnel. The great patriarch Abraham, as he looked at the circumstances and the promises, he realized that the end of the story was better than the circumstances, what the circumstances were telling him. Yes, in this word of hope against hope, Paul references that hope as a mere possibility or hope as the assured confidence grounded on the divine promises. Hope that's built on human nature or hope that is supernatural. You see, without God, there are hopes, but no hope. Think about that. Amen. It is a hope against all circumstances that the promises of God are valid for us in even the here and now. As Christians, we have supernatural hope. Hope that causes us to hope even though all hope seems to be lost. Let us not become prisoners of hopelessness or prisoners of fear. Don't let the enemies of hope, of doubt, and circumstances 
remove your hope that Christ has given you. It's alive. It's alive. There's reason for hope. One, God is good. Exodus 34 and 6, the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and in truth. The reason for hope is that God is working for our good. Romans 8 and 28, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Another reason in this living hope is that he is in control. Yes, it was Daniel that said, he changes the times and seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. Psalms 22 and 28 says that the kingdom is the Lord's and he rules over the nations. Yes, Jesus has taken jurisdiction over all. He said in his word that all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. John 17 and 2 says, you have granted him authority over all people. He is in control. This hope is also gives us confidence in our trials. Yes, Philippians 4 and 19, And my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. This hope also encourages us that no matter what life is or what repair in life needs to happen, that God is able to repair it. God has a purpose. Another good reason for living hope, a purpose for your life. It is a hope that's guaranteed, First Peter says, it does not fade away. No, hope does not need to fade or diminish. Number two, you are free to hope. Think about it this morning. You know, planning for the future is hard if you're still paying for the past. But Colossians chapter 3 verse 13 says, having forgiven us all of our trespasses. Yes, there has been a reconciliation. There's been a reconciliation to our accounts coming together with God's account. That word reconcile means to bring to account our account that was in debt, his count, account that was, you know, in surplus. And they have come together and reconciled. So your account is in good shape this morning. You are free to hope in God. Yes, this hope is trying to make its way into our hearts. And my favorite scripture, at least one of them, is Romans 15 and 13. The God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing 
that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, let's exchange the fragile hope that we place in things that are seen to the unshakable hope that is in the things that are not seen because they are eternal. And they in turn will play out to have an effect upon the things that are seen. This hope is born in us by our new birth in Jesus Christ. As we're born again, we're born into the kingdom of God. We're born into a living hope, an enduring, steadfast anchor that holds us. Your hope is secure because it is built on Jesus alone. There's so great reason for this surety of the hope. It is a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead as we are approaching, of course, the Easter season in which, in which our focus begins very strongly upon the death, the burial, and the resurrection. That resurrection is that fastener of our faith. It's what holds together all the claims and promises of Scripture. If Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. Yes, but hallelujah. Christ is risen. Our hope is not merely based on Christ's word in the past, but also Christ's word for us in the future of what is to, to come. Yes, our hope is a sure hope, an eternal hope, and an eternal hope. That is the kind of hope that is living in the people of God. Yes, even though life sometimes is like a mighty sea tossed and driven, and billows rise within the heart of every man, at times life just leaves our heart with questions. But because of this living hope, we don't need to understand. We just need to hold his hand. Now, while there are enemies of hope, let us also try and discover how do we develop Bible hope. Again, referring to Romans chapter 15, about how that God wants us to abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We are told we need to consult God's word. Simply put, we need to have a word diet in our lives. Before Abraham looked at his circumstances through his own eyes, he took a look at them through God's eyes. He chose to make the promise the foundation of his hope and not his own thinking. Hallelujah. For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In this time at safe at home and oftentimes isolation, we are getting information, information that is coming from outside sources because we are 
sheltered in, we are not out there to see for ourselves. And so we're often hearing, you know, uh, the voices and the opinions and facts and also air coming in. But we need to turn to the Word of God when it comes to revitalizing this living hope within us. Yes, this living hope is not connected to the voices from the outside. This living hope is connected from the living Word of God. It's important in developing this Bible hope that we don't let the natural circumstances warp our view. It says that he did not consider his own body, that is Abraham, already dead. He did not waver at the promises of God. But what he did do is he consulted the word of God. And it says that he did not waver, but he went back to what he had been told. And he had been told that at this time next year, you shall have a son. So he consulted the word of God and therefore the circumstances of the barrenness and the age and all of those natural contributing things that need to be in place did not affect the living hope that was in him. As you develop the Bible hope, you need to contemplate God's power. It says of Abraham in verse 21 of chapter 4, being fully convinced that God was able to fulfill his promise. Let us be fully confident. Let us be fully assured God is able because he is the one, amen, that gives life to dead things. You may not see life today, but God has promised that there will be life tomorrow. What may seem to be inactive tomorrow is going to come and spring forth in activity according to the word of God. Yes, Abraham centered, you know, his faith on God's word and not his own power. Having complete confidence in the character of God. And then for this hope, living hope, to develop in your life, you need to contribute your part. In order for God to accomplish his purpose in your lives, we have to join the work that he's already doing. Abraham had the promise, but they still had to get together and participate. Every promise is a joint effort by the promiser and the promisee. Amen. And then once you've done that, go ahead and just worship God. Because it says in verse 20, that after all of this, Abraham gave glory to God. Giving glory to God with your living. Yes, offering glory to God with your words. Yes, we have been birthed to a living hope. And, you know, let me go back to the, the statement of 
it's hard to plan for the future, you know, if you're still, you know, in debt to the past. Release yourself because God has reconciled the account. You've had failures. You've made decisions that were wrong. You have not planned correctly. All of those things. And you have sins that you've done. You've had lack of hope. But God wants you to know that he's reconciled all of that. He wants you to spring ahead. Recently, you know, a few weeks ago when we set our clocks ahead to daylight saving time. I believe that God is telling us that he wants us to set our hope clocks ahead because he is on the throne and he wants us to live in to the future. So with hope, spring ahead. Set your hope clock ahead. Don't see a delay. See an opportunity. An opportunity to let hope come alive. To let hope fuel your life. To let hope inspire your dream. And to let the heavenly forecast, you know, begin to infiltrate into your your life together. Yes, this living hope has great potential. It was Jesus that looked forward to that living hope that was guaranteed. And it says that, that he endured, he went through, he was able to stand against and stand up and stand strong because he was assured that there was, you know, a better tomorrow. So no matter what you may be feeling, because oftentimes that is the stronger force, what we're feeling. We're not even there yet. You're not even facing it yet. But all of a sudden, feeling has you in to a fear, into an anxious mode. But hope, hope in the living God, hope in the promises of Scripture. It is the vaccine for all of life's challenges. You have a living hope. May you live from that hope because it is the light that will light your soul. And when it lights your soul, it will light your life. Amen? Praise God. So just strengthen yourself. And again, pour hope on the altar of your heart. And then begin to fuel it with the, with the heart and thanksgiving of gratefulness and praise. And it won't be long until the natural will begin to change in the scene, the scene in the natural, because the scene has changed on the inside because you have a living hope. So now may the God of hope fill you 
with all peace and joy in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord lift his countenance on you and give you peace. We shall meet soon by God's grace. God bless you. God love you. And God grant his promise to you in Jesus' name. Amen.